I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Coming up on the Rami V podcast, football is back tonight. The New York Jets play against the Cleveland Browns in Canton, Ohio. The Hall of Fame game in the NFL, and the NFL is back. We have football every week for the next, I don't know, till February. Football is back, baby. Also, I have a huge announcement at the end of the episode. So, we'll talk football. We talk Jets. Some drama with the Jets. Top 100 in the NFL. Whole bunch of other stuff. And then a big announcement at the end. So stay tuned for that. All that and a whole lot more coming up right now on the Rami Levy podcast. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not uh, as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. One of the things I talk about on this podcast a lot is the stigma against mental health. I think, unfortunately, there has been a stigma, but we're slowly breaking it. And if you think you might be feeling depressed, stressed, anxious, overwhelmed, or maybe you just want to talk to someone, today's sponsor, BetterHelp, is here to help you. BetterHelp offers licensed therapists who are trained to listen and help. Talk to your therapist in a private online environment at your convenience. There's a broad range of expertise in BetterHelp's 20,000 plus therapist network that may not be available in your area. You just fill out a questionnaire to help access your specific needs and then you get matched with a therapist in another 48 hours plus you can exchange unlimited text messages and everything you share is completely confidential so i talk about on this podcast how your mindset towards things changes everything one of the things that i learned in therapy was that join the two million plus people who have taken charge of their mental health with an experienced better help therapist get 10 percent off your first month at betterhelp.com slash rami that's my first name that's better help b-e-t-t-e-r H-E-L-P dot com slash R-A-M-I, my first name, Rami. If you use that link, the link is in the description, in the podcast notes. If you use that link, you'll get 10% off and it'll also help me out. So please do that. I'm telling you it's worth it. Do it today. Welcome back to the Rami Lavi podcast, episode 159. Today is Thursday. It is August 3rd, and the New York Jets play an NFL football game today. That's it. Football is back. This is the last 
day, or I guess after tonight, we have football every week until the end of the NFL season, the Super Bowl. There will be a football game every week until February. That's right. NFL football is back, baby. I'm so excited. I'm so fired up. You have the Jets and the Browns in the Hall of Fame game today. And maybe you could tell me that, oh, it's just the Hall of Fame game. It's not that crazy. No starters play. Well, guess what? Two guys that we assumed would have been starters last year, Zach Wilson and Mekhi Becton, are starting in this game. So maybe that's a bad sign for the franchise. One could say that, hey, that's terrible. You have two guys who you would have thought would have been starters and franchise cornerstones last year, and they're starting in the Hall of Fame game for you this year. Well, no, we just got so much better. We got Aaron Rodgers, baby. Aaron Rodgers is a New York Jet, but tonight we'll get to see Zach Wilson, uh, some other names that we'll get to see thrown out there, but it's going to be fun. I'm excited. Football's back, and that's what this podcast is all about today. So we'll do a little bit of a quicker episode, maybe. Um, Talk football. Talk about the Jets. Um, Like I said, it's just exciting that football is finally back. Um, I gambled on football. I already placed picks. I woke up. I was ready. I'm like, I'm putting picks on the game today because that's how excited I was about the NFL being back. Um, You know, there's a bunch to talk about when it comes to the Jets, and we'll get to all that. Um, Number one, another, if you're kind of looking for interest tonight, maybe you don't want to gamble on the Hall of Fame game because you're not a gambling addict. I'll tell you what I did. I took the under on the points, even though it's 33 and a half, it's low. I took the Browns because it would just be typical for the Jets to lose in week one and then everyone to go crazy, even though it's a preseason game, all that stuff. So I just kind of play into the narratives. Um, One guy to watch out for uh, would be Jason Browley. He's an undrafted free agent who's been putting on a show. He's a wide receiver. He's putting on a show in Jets camp, but he's an undrafted free agent. He's a rookie. You're going to want to see what you can get out of him. He's going to play in this game. The Jets have a pretty stacked wide receiver room. I I don't want, it's not great. You obviously have Garrett Wilson, but then it's guys that Rodgers wants to be there. Randall Cobb, Alan Lazard, who is really good, and you paid him a lot of money. Corey Davis is still there. So there are guys on this team. That's probably a strength, and strengthening a strength is never a bad thing. Don't get me wrong. Um, But this guy, Browley, has been putting on a show, and I think it was actually um, Brian Baldinger, Baldy, who does the NFL breakdown. So I may have talked about on this podcast um and he put out a breakdown video of Browley showing what he's capable of the Jets have put out a few of their content videos showing him making crazy one-handed catches and stuff like that um this is not new this is a kid who obviously and this is what the Jets have done they found talented guys all over the place and it was just so funny when I was listening to Aaron Rodgers just there's so many moments that make me think Oh my God, the Jets actually have Aaron Rodgers. This is nuts. Um, There was a moment he was talking to uh, my guy, Peter Schrager. I keep saying my guy. I love Peter Schrager. I do. I've never met him, um, but I love his content. I've been a big fan of their show. Good Morning Football is a fantastic show uh, for a long time. I love his podcast, The Season with Peter Schrager. You go check it out. Um, He's super cool. Uh, And so I I always feel like he's my guy because I think he's gotten really big the last couple of years. But I, I remember him on NFL Network like years and years ago, uh, and I've always been a big fan of his. Um, I'm probably a little bit too much of a reply guy in his tweets. Like I see a tweet of his, and I feel like replying. And then, um, you know, he used to interact back, but I think now he's like, okay, enough of this guy. Who is this kid? Um, maybe. I don't know. He probably also just doesn't see it or doesn't think of me, doesn't remember my name, because why would he? Uh, but that's just me. But 
in that interview, Aaron Rodgers is like, yeah, I like just sitting in the locker room and just hearing guys like uh, JFM and Quincy Williams and those guys doing their thing. It's such a fun group we have and Reed and Sauce. And he's listing off names of these Jets players that I know, that I love, that I watched on such a close basis the last few years. And now he's like a part of it. And he's talking about the guys when he's just listing players. They're not just names to me. They're not just Packers, you know, third string offensive linemen that he's talking about. He's talking about the Jets and my team. Um, so Browley is going to be one of those guys who potentially could break into that wide receiver room, could potentially have a spot on this team. I totally forgot. Nicole Hardman is another guy who's on this team. Um, so there's a lot, a lot going on with uh, the Jets and with their wide receiver. But there's a lot to w- watch tonight. Mekhi Becton, this is his first football game in two years. We need to know if he's healthy. We need to know if he's ready to go. Zach Wilson, whatever belief you have left in him, I don't. If I didn't see props on FanDuel. If there were FanDuel props, I would bet the over for interceptions for Zach Wilson. Because I bet he wants to go out there and he wants to make plays. He wants to show that he can still be a quarterback in this league. And Rodgers keeps saying all the right things about him. But Rodgers has also said, I want to play for at least two years, possibly three. And when Rodgers says stuff like that, like it would be so rude for me to take what I what I commanded uh, in a trade and then not play for this team for more than uh, three years to not commit long term. And you hear stuff like that. and You're like, oh, my God, does it get better than this guy? It doesn't. Um, so I'm really excited, as you can tell, for football tonight. Hall of Fame game, Jets and Browns from Ohio, from Canton, where this Saturday, Joe Klecko and Darrell Rivas, my favorite Jet of all time, are going to be inducted into the Hall of Fame. Uh, it's just super cool. I'm, I'm really excited for the Jets season. But a lot of people have a lot to talk about when it comes to football. There's a lot of things that, as we start seeing players in pads and practice and things like that, people want to talk about things in the NFL And so they create storylines, they create topics that don't necessarily exist. One of the big storylines, one of the big topics that we see in the NFL is the NFL top 100 list. It's based on basically nothing. It's basically a bunch of guys get together. I think it's the players, maybe some coaches are like, hey, who do you think is the best at this position? And people are just writing in names. And that's how they come up with the top 100 list, something like that. But no one's like really has everyone on their mind. No one's watched closely. It's a lot of the players. It's, you know, even if you are a reporter right and you were a reporter for a specific team so you're going to put someone that you watch every single down of or you'll put people in your division because you see them closer so it's it's nothing it's a list that's arbitrary that's based on nothing just created for fodder for people to talk about football people to talk sports people to argue people to debate and then people to just come up with their own list and oh this guy should have been here i love it that's what's great that's what the nfl does that's what sports media has become in a lot of places and i understand why it exists But it just gets people going and it gets people talking about football. So it drops at the perfect time. It drops now going into the season when everyone, like I said, everyone's seeing people in pads and practice. Everyone's excited for football. You drop a stupid list and everyone starts arguing about it. But now that I said that, maybe that's how I felt in the past when the Jets barely had maybe one player crack the list. But this year on the top 100 players in the NFL, the Jets had five players crack the list. Um... And it was this. Garrett Wilson was number 74. I'll bet he'll be higher on that list going into next season after a full season with one quarterback, hopefully, with a great quarterback. And Aaron Rodgers, a Hall of Famer. And Aaron Rodgers was number 51 on that list uh, out of the top 100. 46 on this list may surprise you if you don't watch every down of Jets football. He had a down year after taking a season off a couple years ago. He took the COVID season off. Then he had a down year. 
and now he's back. C.J. Mosley, the Jets' middle linebacker, is an anchor of that defense. He's the leader. He's the captain of the team. He's number 46 on the list. Number 40, and I thought he could have been higher because I talked about this last year. When he's in there, he's a game racker. He changes the game. Kind of how I talked in the past about Aaron Donald is how I feel currently about Quinnen Williams. He's number 40 on the list. Quinnen Williams changes the game because he wrecks everything the offense is trying to do, keeps your defense on the sideline. He commands two to three guys to block him and still gets to the quarterback, still makes tackles in the run game, and of course makes everyone else's job easier on the defensive side. And one of those guys is Sauce Gardner. He's number 23 on the list. And I saw this somewhere. Like, is this the best? Because there was a video that came out of them talking. They're funny. They have personality. And Quinnen's like, yo, we're like Shaq and Kobe. You know, the two of us, we're, we're, we're dominant together. And it's so true. Like, they're, as a defensive duo, a guy who's going to disrupt everything at the line of scrimmage and a guy who's going to make it impossible in the secondary are such a great duo. So those two guys together, number 40 on the list, Quinnen Williams, number 23 on the list in his second year in the league, Sauce Gardner. So I don't know. You can debate all day about the top 100 but I'm happy with those picks I think those picks they got them right five Jets in the top 100 and what's crazy when you look at that Garrett Wilson is a rookie or coming into his second year Sauce Gardner is coming into his second year Quinnen Williams just signed a huge five-year extension he's going to be here for a long time these are guys who are going to be part of this core for a long time of course Rodgers and Mosley on the older side but you see guys like Jermaine Johnson, who people are talking about in camp, and the step he's taken, and it, you see it in the videos. Even the young guy like Browley, you see things on this team, on this defense, that this team has a real chance to be special, and that's why it's so exciting to actually see them in the uniforms on the field tonight. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Yeah, it's just preseason, but you're going to get to watch your Jets and recognizable names. Like I said, Mekhi Becton, see how he can do. Zach Wilson, see how he can do on the field for the New York Jets tonight in Canton, Ohio. Now, of course, it wouldn't be Jets football without drama. So I mentioned the interview with Peter Schrager and Aaron Rodgers. And one of the big stories that came out was Aaron Rodgers' response to Sean Payton. And we haven't talked about that yet on this podcast. So Sean Payton comes out and he basically absolutely drills into Nathaniel Hackett. He says, this is the worst run. This was the worst run organization last year. Everything they did was terrible, of course, in referring uh, to the Denver Broncos. Now, what's interesting is a lot of those people are still in the building for the Denver Broncos. A lot of people are still there. And he said, top to bottom, everything was awful. And I think a big thing, what he was trying to do was hype up his team, get rid of some of the talk from last year about Russell Wilson, and basically almost give himself a soft cushion, an easy fall in case he's bad. Like that's also a part of it that a lot of people don't realize. If this doesn't work out, you could basically say, "Hey, I was this year was a recovery year from last year. Now we can start building going into next year." So he's trying to defend his quarterback. He's trying to give himself an easy landing. But he goes above and beyond anything he had to do. Totally calling out Nathaniel Hackett. This is the worst coaching job I've ever seen in the NFL's history. The things that they allowed to go on here. The things that they allowed to go on here, we heard rumors about his own Russell Wilson getting his own office, being separated, segregating himself, treating himself better than everyone. We know about all the stupid stuff, the fake high fives, the fake pregame warmups, the high knees on the buses and planes, all that stupid stuff. But him completely holding himself to a different standard and saying, I want to run the offense. 
But as far as the Jets go, all they care about theoretically is how bad he went in on Nathaniel Hackett. But no, Sean Payton didn't stop there. He didn't just go in on Hackett. He went in on the Jets as an organization. We don't win the offseason the way the Jets did. Congrats to them. They won the offseason. We'll see how it goes for them. Why did you have to take those extra shots? He went above and beyond anything he had to say Coach Sean Payton did. If you your whole goal, which is the only possible thing I could imagine his goal was, was to protect and build up his quarterback in Russell Wilson. If that was your goal, you didn't need to go that far to bash not only Hackett, but the entire Jets franchise and organization. And then he somewhat walked the comments back. He never said he was wrong. He didn't really walk them back. He kind of apologized. He didn't fully apologize. He didn't say I was wrong. He just said, I had a moment where my Fox hat was on instead of my head coach hat, which I thought was hilarious because not once, and you could go watch all the archives, not once did Sean Payton ever say anything remotely controversial when he was working for Fox because guess what? He wanted to get his job back in the NFL as a head coach. The Fox job was just to keep himself in the conversation to get a head coaching job again, which he did. Good for you, (laughs) Nathaniel, uh, Sean Payton, rather. You got yourself your head coaching job. Congrats. And was it bad in Denver for Nathaniel Hackett? I'm not going to sit here and be an idiot. Yeah, it was bad. It sucked. They didn't do well at all. And they did things really poorly. I mean, it got to a point where the crowd is counting down because they had so many pre-snap penalties. They're counting down five, four, three. But we don't know how much of that blame goes. I talked about this last year. You can go watch my TikTok, Instagram. We don't know how much of the blame. This was before Hackett had anything to do, any association with the Jets. I said, Russell Wilson got him fired. And look at how good. Russell Wilson was on a steady decline his last couple of years in Seattle, and the team was on a steady decline. And all of a sudden, they rise from the ashes with Geno Smith and Pete Carroll. People were thinking Pete Carroll forgot how to coach. He didn't forget how to coach. You had a Russell Wilson to deal with there. So I think this is a Russell issue, and I don't blame Sean Payton for trying to build up his quarterback. But to say, I had my Fox hat on? Are you kidding me, dude? Like, this guy never said anything negative. Anything because he wanted to get back into coaching. And so as bad as it got with Nathaniel Hackett, Nathaniel Hackett talked about that. He was on with Peter Schrager actually a couple weeks ago, and he talked about, yeah, it was a learning experience. It sucked. I know I was terrible. I could have been better. There are a lot of guys who suck at being a head coach the first time around who are still great coordinators. There are a lot of guys who then become great head coaches later on after they learn from their mistakes. And there are a lot of guys who will never be a great head coach. Obviously, the one that comes to mind, obviously, is Josh McDaniels. Never really made it as a head coach. He's still a great coordinator. So it doesn't really affect anything that the Jets are doing. So even if you want to talk about everything that went on in Denver, all the terrible things that went on in Denver that you had to fix, Sean Payton, with your Fox hat on, (laughs) Um, all those terrible things that you want to talk about, that doesn't make it Nathaniel Hackett's fault necessarily. It doesn't make it anything to do with the Jets. And you went after the Jets. And then your apology was, I'm not going to walk any of these things back. I just forgot where I was for a second and I made myself a a story. But you don't regret saying anything you said. You don't, it's not that you don't mean anything that you said. That's a problem. And for the Jets, 
on their side, I understand. So you had Robert Sala come out and say, if you ain't got haters, you ain't popping. Um, which, by the way, and I'm going to find it right now, is a song. Uh, let's let's see if I could find it. This is great podcasting again. Uh, if you ain't got haters, you ain't popping. Give me a second right here. All right, here we go. Poppin' by uh, Rico Ritchie. Yeah, that's the song. So, not a very original line by our head coach, Robert Sala. But, at the same time, uh I appreciate it. Like it's better than last year. It's better than let me get all the receipts of all the people who say, I'm going to keep the receipts and then show you don't show me now. Cause you lost six in a row to end this season. And a lot of it was on you coach. Um, but Hey, it's a different season. It's a new season. Turn a new page. And Robert Sala has turned a new page and now he's accepting the haters. Now he wants the haters. Now he wants all the smoke, which is more of the guy. I talked about this on last episode. This is more of the guy that we saw in San Francisco, a guy who, yeah, bring it. I'm, I'm this energetic guy. You can hate all you want, all that type of stuff that we didn't see that the Jets lacked last year. They the heart, the soul, the fight, uh, and they have it this year, clearly, and it starts from Aaron Rodgers. So you had that quote in the media. That was the next day or a couple days later. If you ain't got no haters, you ain't popping. Um, he kind of mispronounced it a little bit. But then you have the Aaron Rodgers interview with Peter Schrager. And Peter Schrager did something really cool. And I know. Shocking. Shocking that I'd say that. I love Peter Schrager. What can I tell you? But the podcast he did was kind of the anatomy of an interview. So you can find it on the season with Peter Schrager on his podcast. Free promotion. Why not? And he talked about how to get Aaron Rodgers in the interview. One of the things he mentioned was that Aaron Rodgers was talking to Jason Garrett because I guess the game's on NBC tonight. So he's talking to Jason Garrett for a while. Hopefully Jason Garrett and his offensive genius that he is didn't ruin Aaron Rodgers in that brief conversation. But he got him on. And something he mentioned was, I was very proud of the way I asked the question. I know Evan Roberts said on the air the other day, he's like, oh, it was a softball question the way he asked it. He didn't go hard at him. And Peter Schrager kind of said, well, the reason I asked the question the way I asked it was, if I just say, tell us about the Sean Payton quotes, what are your thoughts? You could piss off Aaron Rodgers. You'd be like, no, I don't want to give you a soundbite. So instead, he brings it up as if to say, this is what I really want to get at. Here's what Sean Payton said, and I'm not going to make you comment on that. So you bring it up, say, I'm not going to make you comment on that, but what can you say, what can you tell me about your relationship with Coach Hackett? And it was the perfect way to ask the question. He's right. I think Evan, who's an excellent talent on the air as well, was wrong in that case. But what he said was, what Aaron Rodgers said was, he goes all in. I love Nathaniel Hackett. And then he pulls the Will Smith and says, keep my coach's name out your mouth. He didn't drop the F-bomb in there. But it was awesome. It was perfect. And it's Rodgers. Like, it gets you fired up when he says things like that. And that whole interview was awesome. Like I said earlier, him talking about the Jets and the players. But that I, that should put the Hackett drama and the Sean Payton drama to bed, to rest. They play each other in week five. So to me, if you're a guy like Aaron Rodgers, he's a guy who you poke him. You poke the beast, right? I heard Josh Allen talking about this on a podcast saying, I don't like to talk so much smack anymore because... If I talk smack, if someone talks smack to me, it's like you poke the beast, poke the bear, whatever the phrase is. 
you don't want to poke Aaron Rodgers. You think he's not going to remember that you talked about his guy? And by the way, Denver, they were the ones who tried to bring in Hackett so that they could get Rodgers, only they failed at it. They got Russell Wilson instead. The Jets bring in Hackett, in part, probably, to get Aaron Rodgers, and they succeeded. They got Aaron Rodgers. So all the people hating, old quarterback, doesn't care, doesn't like his teammates, this head coach was failed, and now he's your offensive coordinator. This guy costs too much money. He took the pay cut. He's coming to every practice, and he's defending his guy, Nathaniel Hackett, as an offensive coordinator. Again, I couldn't be more all-in on this Jets season. Football is back. I'm excited. Now, tonight, while I'm watching the game, I'm going to be running the board and producing Yankee baseball on WFAN. It's exciting. To hear John Sterling tonight probably say my name for the first time, on the air is probably going to be cool. Like there's something really cool about that. It's John Sterling. It's the guy who I'd grow up listening to the radio. I had a little like a radio app on my little slider phone when I was a kid. And I listened to him, listened to the Yankee games. You could get the 660 uh, dial even down in Maryland when I was there for the summers. And I'd listen to it falling asleep, listen to the Yankee broadcasts. And John Sterling is a legend and he's still there. And to have the opportunity, I've been working the last three days with him and Susan Wallman and the producers and obviously Justin Shackle and Emmanuel Babari, who are uh, the pre and post game guys, hosts, I guess you want to call them on WFAN. It's been super cool. And all of next week, I'm going to be working uh, Sunday through Thursday on the fan. So tonight working the Yankee game, just a huge opportunity in my career. It's really fun. I've had to give up some time, some money at MLB to do this, but this is an opportunity. This is why I moved to New York this is why I came here and, Everything that I've set out to do, and there are decisions, there are days that are tough, there are conversations that are tough. I'm trying to figure out how can I balance these two jobs, and that's career things that come with life. That's life things, and I'm like, okay, I'm not going to worry about this now, and somebody asked me, are you worried for Sunday, the first day that I'm going to be running the Yankee game solo? It's a big deal. It's Yankee baseball, and I said, no, I'll be nervous about Sunday on Sunday. Compartmentalize. Appreciate what you have in front of you. This is such a big, cool opportunity. I'm excited for this. I'll worry about it when I have to worry about it. Uh, but that's that's kind of how life goes. Stay in the moment and appreciate everything you have. And this is such a cool opportunity. Uh, so my bosses, David and Spike at WFAN for trusting me. And obviously, uh, Paul and Zoo and all the guys who have helped me, Connor, train in and help me out. Uh, it's going to be cool. It's going to be fun. So if you're listening to the Yankee game tonight, I'll obviously, their TV's in the studio. I'll be watching the Jets game while I watch and listen to the Yankee game. Uh, so... Don't worry, I won't be missing a single second of Jets football in preseason in 2024, 2023. This is, oh my God, I'm losing my mind. Uh, I turned 26 last week. Happy birthday to me. So I guess now I can, I don't know, I feel old. It wasn't like a birthday that I celebrated. It was kind of more like, okay, it happened and now we're moving on. And I'm 26 now, but now I have to tell people, I just turned 26 last week. I'm not old. It's interesting. You have these thoughts in your head. Should I be at a certain place already by the time I'm 26? And it's really kind of benchmarks that we set for ourselves and things. But who knows? Uh, I'm excited again for Hard Knocks. So that's another thing. If we go back to the Jets for a second. I'm excited about Hard Knocks. Really excited. And one of the main things that I'm excited for is some of these conversations. They already posted like so many sneak peeks and Garrett Wilson and Sauce Gardner going one-on-one. They showed Aaron Rodgers talking in the huddle different things. There was one clip I was started watching back the last time the Jets were on Hard Knocks and Rex Ryan talks about a certain offensive lineman. He's like, that guy sucks. Like he's talking to one of the other coaches. He's like, dude, that guy sucks. 63. He sucks. 
I don't think we'll get that from Robert Sala. Not his personality. I wish we had that. Sports has changed in the last 10 years. I appreciate that as well. Uh, but it's kind of funny to hear that. Like at some point, that's what you need in training camp. You need to have honest conversations. He wasn't saying it to the guy. He was saying it to the other coaches. Like, hey, that guy's not going to make the team. He's not very good. Uh, maybe we won't see as much of that, as I mentioned, because we won't be seeing the cuts. Um, there's also, there's the quarterback list. And I, I listened to it. I do want to read the article before I talk on it. Uh, I will get to it at a later episode, but this was just football's back today. Wanted to talk about that. I told you it'd be a quicker episode, uh, but there's the quarterback list. This is from GMs, head coaches, and coordinators. There's a guy on the Athletic, Mike Sando, who puts the list together. I listened to him on Rosillo. I listened to him with my guy Keith McPherson on the fan talk about explain the different quarterback tiers. So we'll get into that at a later episode as well. One thing I did say because they a lot of the talk was around Kirk Cousins because that makes sense. He's been on on the quarterback that show which is he makes himself so likable he obviously puts up huge numbers but he just doesn't win the big game doesn't win the playoff game and a big thing a lot of people talked about was there was a clip where he's like yeah when we said no to the Jets you know we were nervous but then the Vikings came in and we obviously wanted the Vikings over the Jets now it makes a little more sense with context because he's such a midwestern type of guy being in a big city like New York is so not him so I get that a little bit, but it also hurt a little bit. But then when I see this, when I see the documentary and I see I know who he is on the football field, I'm glad he's not a Jet. Would the Jets have been a more successful franchise over the last five years if they had Kirk Cousins instead of the combination of Sam Darnold, Zach Wilson, Joe Flacco, Mike White, Chris Trevler, and everyone in between, Trevor Simeon? Yeah, the Jets would be a better franchise if they had, uh, if they had Kirk Cousins. But that said, I'm pretty happy with not having Kirk Cousins because he seems like a really genuinely hard guy to hate on, to root against, to be pissed at. And I don't want to have that relationship with him. I like liking him from a distance, but also knowing, okay, he has certain limitations as a quarterback. Luckily, they don't affect my franchise. Unfortunately, it did affect my franchise when he beat the Jets. Almost blew that game, though. Again, Braxton Berrios holds on to a football, just might win that game. There's a lot of things that could have gone differently in the Jets-Vikings game last year. But let's not rehash it. It's a new season, new football. Aaron Rodgers, all these young, talented players. But it's kind of funny when you think about that. I would never want it. Like Sonny Gray, I didn't like hating on Sonny Gray. He seemed like a good dude. Joe, Joey Gallo even. Uh, so all those things, um, kind of the way I feel, I was just like, oh, thank God I don't have to root against Kirk Cousins because I can imagine it being tough. And there are a couple of basketball things I want to talk about. Uh, just funny popped into my mind because I saw a Kobe Bryant video and then we'll wrap up and I do have one announcement. So big announcement at the end of the episode. I'm teasing it this whole way. I said at the beginning, big announcement. Well, it's coming. I saw this video with Kobe Bryant and it was funny. It was Steph Curry on Hot Ones talking about Kobe, talking about how Kobe, and if you didn't see Hot Ones with Steph, I didn't see the whole thing yet. I didn't have time, but definitely watch it. Steph is awesome. And he talks about Kobe in a preseason game, picking him up full court. Because Kobe would just do that sometimes. Be like, oh yeah, I'm taking you full court now. And now this is an older Kobe. And Steph eventually shrugs him. He's like, I didn't even have any energy to move anymore. Barely got a foot, so launch a 30-footer. Hit a three. And acted like nothing happened. And then on his way back, Kobe like, like butt-tapped him and whatever. And it was a great story. It's a funny story. But I'm so glad Kobe's end of his career was not... Like, I guess really the latter half of his career was not in the social media, quote unquote, age with TikTok and these Instagram reels and stuff, because it would be so frustrating to be a fan 
of the NBA, know what Kobe means, and this is before, obviously, his tragic passing away and all those things. But just the end, he was a guy who was taking a lot of shots. And think about some of the stars who are former stars who are slowing down a little bit. And how stupid, like, 18-year-old TikTokers and, and kids who never saw them play. And maybe I sound like an old man. Maybe I really am old now, 26 years old. That's it. I'm cooked. It's over for me. That these people drive me insane. I remember, this is so funny, a few years ago, I was probably 20 years old, and I went to Yankees and Rays, and it was... The Rays were good. The Yankees were good. And a lot of people were swearing at one of the Rays outfielders. And Aaron Judge had a huge home run over his head. And everyone's going nuts. And I remember thinking, like, the, the Yankees ushers were kicking people out. And I was at Fenway Park earlier that year. And people were swearing. And the ushers didn't do anything. I was like, oh, Yankee Stadium got soft. And now I'm going to think all these people are going to be at Yankee Stadium tonight chanting, FL, Tuve, who cares? And those are the people who are like, get over yourselves. Whereas when I was there in 2018, I was like, why are you kicking Yankee fans out? We're the ones who should be chanting expletives at the other team but yeah it's just I guess you get older and, and you don't realize it so maybe I am 26 after all I don't know but I'm yelling about TikTok kids who would be like oh this old guy Kobe is just taking shots and he's picking up Steph Curry and a, yo get a load of this guy picking up Steph Curry full court being all tough in a freaking preseason game who cares he doesn't play defense in the regular season like the way they talk about Westbrook and stuff like that and so I don't know. I like. I'm just happy that video was so awesome. All this Kobe stuff, like that, I watch. Whenever I watch it back, I stop and watch it. Whenever I see it pop up on my for you page, on Instagram, on Twitter, on YouTube, whatever, I I, I stop and watch, and it's awesome because the Kobe stuff is awesome. It's not just because the way and I appreciated it um, in his lifetime, and I would like a lot of times I wish like I think what he would be saying and how things would be different and what his opinions would be on things uh, if he was still around. So. Just something interesting that popped into my head. And the last thing is, I want to talk about sports mediocrity. And at some point, I'll maybe get into this a little bit deeper, but this is the perfect episode to do it because there's no football yet. Football starts, though. Only a few hours, six hours from now, football starts. So by the time you're listening to it, it's going to be four or five hours from now. So the worst place to be in sports as a professional sports franchise is mediocre. If you're at the bottom of the barrel, you're building capital, you're building assets, whether it's draft picks, building your farm system, getting ready for the future. If you're at the top and you're winning and you're winning championships and contending, great. The worst place to be is the team that's fringe contending every year, not really championship contenders, playoff contenders every year, but never has a chance to improve and get better. And if you're a fan of the team I'm talking about without mentioning their name, you know what I'm talking about. But I think over the last three years, we've seen one in football over the last, I guess over the last decade or two in football in baseball and in basketball, we've seen teams like this, the Dallas Cowboys from 1996 after their championship till now, always a fringe team, never drafting at the top of the draft, never bad enough to drop a draft at the top of the draft. Always good whether it was Dak Prescott, Tony Romo, always good enough, but not good enough to get over the hump. Right there, the fans are like, championship expectations, the boys are back, Whedon boys, but never winning. The Atlanta Braves for a long time, from 2004, or 2000, also 1996, sorry, to 2013. And then something changed in 2014, 15, 16. They were actually bad for a few years. And you know what happened? After from 96 to 13, they're there every year, but they can't get over the hump. They can't win the championship. 
They lose to the Yankees in the World Series. They lose to different teams, the Dodgers, lose to the Cardinals, lose to these teams in the in the championship series and the division series in the playoffs in the NL. But finally, after 2013, they have three losing seasons in a row, and they got Acuna, they got Strider, they got all these young guys, and they start to build again. Think about the Chicago Bulls since 2004. It's like, okay, MJ's gone. We don't want to be bad. We still want to be relevant. We draw because we have the Bulls, because we have the statue outside. But they're never good. You have the Derrick Rose era where they're the one seed. Of course, he gets hurt, so that's the big what if. If Rose doesn't get hurt... Or is this a completely different conversation about the Bulls? But then it's Jimmy Butler, and they're kind of hanging on. And then now it's with DeRozan and Levine, and they're kind of hanging on. And they do the same thing, and it's a perpetual thing where we don't want to tank. We're not going to get assets. We don't want to get draft picks. But we also aren't doing enough to get better and get over the hump to get that right superstar. And you're stuck in mediocrity. Those three teams, the Braves finally broke it. The Cowboys haven't broken it yet. And the Bulls are still in it right now by you know signing Vucevic, right? And giving him that contract. And giving Levine the contract they gave him. And DeRozan the contract they gave him. You're just always going to be mediocre. There's no way out of it. And for my favorite team. The team that I just talked about. That I'm working for now. That's what's happening. There are two teams in this town. In the same sport that I'm not allowed to talk about. One team understood the assignment. Understood we're not that team. Let's tear it down. Even if that means next year we might not compete. And a lot of people are upset about that. That doesn't mean they're not going to get the most historic, greatest player of all time this offseason in Shohei Otani. But we're going to tear it down and build a farm system and try and build something for the future. Where the other team said, no, not only are we not going to try and get better and become a championship team this year, we're not going to try and build for the future. And then you get stuck in mediocrity forever, and it's wildly frustrating. Last piece, the announcement. And then we're going to head out. Appreciate you all listening, of course. Support my supporters. BetterHelp and all different platforms. Follow me, social media, TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, at Rami Lavi, at the Rami Lavi podcast. And speaking of my career and podcasts and different things going on, I'm very excited to announce, and I haven't I have a call with the producers in a few minutes, but I will be on the Believe Network, not this podcast, not the Rami Lavi podcast. That's staying, that's nothing's changing, that's staying the same. But if you are a big football fan, you are a big Jets fan. Uh, I will be hosting another podcast twice a week, at least 20-minute episodes, two 20-minute episodes a week. We don't know yet about co-hosts and different things. There's a lot of things that need to be put in place. So this is really just a soft launch. Just want to put this out there for my listeners and my listeners only. Haven't announced anything on social media yet. We'll get there. We'll get there after the conversations with the producers and figuring out the name for the podcast and everything that goes into that. But for now, I did want to mention I will be starting a New York Jets podcast, exclusive Jets talk on the Believe Podcast Network. I'm very excited. My friend Johnny Lazarus has been with Believe for a few years now with his Rangers podcast, The Blue Yorker, uh, and it's going great for them. They have an awesome podcast. They've built a great listenership and great fan base, and I hope to do that with the Jets. It's cool that I'll be able to focus on one thing and be doing 20 minutes on the Jets' depth and who's going to be playing on Thursday night. I don't do that on this podcast because that's not what this podcast is for. This is for everything. It's kind of all encompassing and I want everyone to listen and it's about my career and it's my story and that's different. Now I get to, someone is going to be paying me um, and to talk about the Jets, to talk exclusively about the Jets and I'm really, really excited and I can't wait to share that with all of you guys um, and that's, that's going to be really cool. I hope all of you tune in, everyone who listens to there, tell your friends. If you are a Jets fan, you will love this podcast 
Uh, and I couldn't have done any of this without the support and the following that I've built on this platform. So I appreciate it, each and every one of you, like I always say. And uh, look out for that. We'll, we'll come up with a name. If you have any suggestions, send me a text. But uh, it's really exciting, really exciting. Between the stuff at WFAN, this is what I moved here for. This is what I wanted in this New York Jets podcast. I'm, I'm really pumped to get it going. So thank you guys. And until next time, I'll continue to be on this feed. Talk about a lot of different things. Talk. I have some stuff. We got, we got to do a full football season preview. We'll do a full Jets preview. Talk about a lot. This podcast is not going anywhere. We'll still do our three episodes a week during the football season. So plenty more to come on the Romeo V podcast. And until then, I'll see you all later. Peace. You were the best nights of my life. You got the light that always shines. I miss the way that you move and the way I get high When you take me to your eyes Like I'm standing in the sky I see your subway cars and your old graffiti I breathe your air when I land in another city I'll be that one that's got you printed on my bones Yeah, you're all I know Everywhere I go Change it up, oh, oh, oh. always on my own. Oh, oh, oh. I'm still New York. You're the only oh, oh, oh. that I'll ever know. Oh, oh. My concrete walls. I'm still New York. I'm still New York. Ooh. Oh, I'm still New York. Yeah. yeah, I wanna drive down Riverside. See the birds flying on the high line With the sidewalks burning, we pray for rain in July I want the Yankees 99 yeah. And the Knicks on a sold out night When the curtains close and the Broadway streets are alive hey. I need your heartbeat close, don't you ever leave me And I breathe your air when I land in another city And I'll be that one that's got on my bones Yeah, you're all I know Everywhere I go Oh, oh, oh I I was God sent. I used to hit them courts, y'all didn't prospect. Take them long walks on my time spin. Just a kid with that empire, stay the mindset. Kick flipping off a blind deck. Dipping from the New York City's finest, yeah. Said I've been up on my New York shit. Walking down the block with my New York bitch. I can never leave my city, ain't nothing like it. Even if I do, though, I can never hide it. Top down on the west side when I'm driving. East side be the only side that I'm riding.
ain't changed at all, no. I ain't changed at all. Oh. I'm still here.